0: Good morning. It's January 13th, and welcome to Doing Life, daily devotions for finding peace in stressful times. This is the audible companion of the book by the same name. Today's title is Grief and Unexpected Loss. The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. They are new every day. Great is God's faithfulness. Lamentations 3 22 through 23 NIV. It comes in many forms, grief. It can be a silence, a contemplation of something once possessed but lost long ago, or it can be more immediate. Then it comes in waves, rolling, relentless, inescapable. It can be so oppressive that it actually takes on physical qualities, thick, seemingly impenetrable, sometimes even suffocating. Everyone has things to mourn in their lives. We all grieve on the passing of loved ones, but the commonality lays only with expected deaths. Most people expect their grandparents to die before their parents and their parents before their siblings or spouses and themselves before their children. Physicians in the company of the EMTs, the undertakers and the clergy must deal not only with these deaths, but also with those horrible events for which the patient and her loved one are completely unprepared. The most stressful event that a human can endure, for instance, is roundly agreed to be the death of a child. It appears to matter little whether the child as yet unborn, five minutes old, or 70 years old. The 20-year-old mother of the term stillbirth may well understand the anguish of the 90-year-old who has outlived her 65-year-old son. It was in the early 80s at San Francisco General Hospital when I first experienced the inconsolable sadness that comes from such a loss and felt the bitter disappointment of failure as a physician. The young woman was an 18-year-old immigrant Laotian who presented at 34 weeks of pregnancy with no prenatal care. We had to communicate to her parents, largely with hand signals, that the rapid onset of toxemia, which had led to her horrible swelling and astronomically high blood pressure, had also killed the fetus. In active labor, when she arrived, she was rushed to the operating room, where she delivered quickly, but shortly thereafter began hemorrhaging uncontrollably, which led to a collapse of her coagulation system and fulminant pulmonary edema. Despite every medical intervention possible, she essentially drowned in her own fluids, despite being intubated. There was no consoling the father. He shed the nurse's restraints and burst into the operating room, Collapsed on the floor, screaming and then moaning, literally rolling in his own daughter's blood. What can anyone do in the face of that kind of grief? As we've alluded to previously, just being there is the answer. Whether it is someone you don't even know, a friend, or your own loved one, being silent, listening, and being available are the right things to do. Explanations do little to console one in the midst of tragedy. If it's your own grief you are dealing with, then you must know as a person of faith that as a father cares for his children, so God cares for his own. His love is everlasting. Psalm 103, 8. Trust in him. Grief is a process that cannot be rushed. It takes time to see the light again. But like the dawn after the darkness, it will break over the horizon one day. They shall be his people and God himself will be among them and he will wipe away every tear from their eyes and there will no longer be any death. There will no longer be any mourning or crying or pain. The first things have passed away. Revelation 21, three through four, NASB. Dear Lord, let me feel your presence in my suffering. Remind me of your promises. Assure me of the dawn. Amen. We'll see you tomorrow.